You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, pet parents. Well, today is all about nutrition for your pets. Something important to think about, especially during the holidays. We will be right back with a great show. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. Pets can be a wonderful addition to your life because they're a member of the family. Keeping them healthy and happy is important. Pet Life Radio presents The Pet Doctor with veterinary media consultant and veterinarian Dr. Bernadine Cruz. Whether you have a dog, cat, reptile, or rabbit, you'll find answers for your pets straight from the vets. The Pet Doctor, on demand every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back everyone. This is Michelle Fern, host of Best Bets for Pets on Pet Life Radio. I have a great show today. I am excited to introduce John Sturm. He is the VP of Nutrition for Petco. Petco is that great store where you can get just about anything and everything for your pets. Welcome, John. Hi, thanks for having me today. So, you're the VP of Nutrition for Petco. Everybody knows Petco is a huge pet store nationwide in the U.S. What is the main thing that bothers you when you think about nutrition for dogs and cats? I think one of the biggest things I'm seeing out there, and this is especially relevant during the holidays, is the obesity epidemic with pets. You know, over 50% of cats and dogs out there are already overweight. What happens during the holiday season is we tend to want to spoil them a little bit more, you know, by slipping some trimmings under the table. And, you know, instead of doing in that, you know, we would recommend you take a look at some healthier treat options from your pet store or from a pet co, and also look at some better, more advanced uh, food formulations that are going to be more healthy for your pet. How do we know what's the right food for your pet, and why is that so important for your pet? You know, there are dozens, if not hundreds, of pet food brands out there, and um, there's not necessarily one specific formula for your pet, but we'll, what we'll do is we'll take you through the process, starting with, you know, well, what's the age of the pet, you know, the other factors like the size, whether there's a special need. You know, for example, we have pet parents come into our stores saying that they're not doing well on a certain food, and it may be uh, some sort of an allergy or a food intolerance, and, and we can help with, you know, those kinds of issues. Okay, so when you're dealing, you know, there's a lot of nutritional trends out there. You know, right now, I think a big thing with people is gluten-free. Do those play into factors with pets? Because you mentioned allergies and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, on, on that one, you know, grain-free has become a very popular trend uh, in the pet world. And um, we're also seeing unique and or what we call novel proteins. So, you know, a lot of pet foods are made with traditional proteins like chicken or beef. 
and there are other proteins out there that maybe the pets aren't used to and therefore may not have a problem with. You know, some of those would include bison or elk. You know, we're seeing quail, you know, venison, duck, rabbit. And, and these are also happen to be, uh, you know, trends in the human world. You know, when you go to restaurants today, you're seeing more and more of those kinds of, of proteins on the menu. And we see the same thing happening in the pet world, both for food allergies and also for people who believe that the best way to feed their pet is to feed them like they would have eaten in the wild. And we call that an ancestral diet. Oh, that's interesting. With all of these different types of foods out there, there's a lot that say, you know, natural. How do we know if it's really a natural food product? It's a challenge. You know, the government doesn't really mandate the definition of natural in the pet or the human world. So what we did at Petco is we created our own definition based on research as well as input from vets. So first and foremost, I would say the food cannot contain artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. I mean, that's a given. Second, you know, getting back to the idea of protein and high-quality protein, a natural food, in our definition, must contain a high percentage of actual animal protein with no byproducts. And then finally, I would say when you look at the carbohydrates in the product or the grains, you know, we look for grains such as quinoa and also uh, carbohydrates such as sweet potatoes, you know, maybe chickpeas or brown rice, but definitely not filler ingredients like corn, wheat, or soy. I would say the biggest thing for a pet parent would be flip the bag over and look at the ingredient list. What you see in the first three ingredients on that list is predominantly what makes up that food. And that's where you want to see a really high-quality animal protein. Okay, that's really great news. What do you recommend? I know you're a nutritionist, but you probably have some experience with this. What do you recommend when we're changing our pet's food? You know, it happens, you know, most of our pet parents throughout the course of the year do change foods from one to another for a variety of reasons. But I would say the biggest recommendation I could give is do it gradually. Let's say, for example, you're feeding two cups a day of a certain food. You want to switch to another one. Maybe you want to start by going 25%, 75%, and maybe to 50-50, and then 75-25 the other way. So maybe over a two- to three-week period, you've gradually changed that pet's diet. Okay, and I think this is because our pets' stomachs are a lot more sensitive than, say, humans' stomachs. Is that true? They've got a shorter intestinal tract than humans, and they are a little more sensitive to changes in the ratios between fats, carbohydrates, and proteins. Okay, that's great information. Thanks. Now, we talked a little bit about holidays and how, you know, we often slip treats to our dogs from the table, holiday treats and things like that. What is the big no for treats? You know, it's pretty easy for us. I myself have been guilty of slipping some turkey under the table. But there are some ingredients to watch out for that are pretty common that are not good for pets. Those would include grapes, uh, raisins, chocolate, onions, and also macadamia nuts. I mean, all of these things can cause serious health issues in pets. And instead of taking that chance and having some of those unwanted effects, I would recommend you know, picking up a good all-natural treat at your local pet store or Petco. That's great information. Now, I've always wanted to know this. I know about chocolate not being good for dogs, and I haven't heard of macadamia nuts before. That's interesting. But why grapes? Um, you know, there are chemicals, you know, within grapes and raisins that are perfectly fine and perfectly, you know, digested in a human. But, you know, humans and dogs aren't exactly the same. And there's, there's different physiologies between the two. So um, just what I would recommend is write these things down, print them out, leave them on a board, you know, what have you. But just always remember, no grapes, no raisins, no chocolate, onions or macadamia nuts. Okay, great info for all the pet parents listening out there. Now, John, where can we go for more tips and information? 
you know, you can certainly go to a, a good website. Petco.com has a lot of good information on it. But I would recommend going into a store. You know, our store partners are trained, actually, in nutrition. And they can help pet parents sort of navigate that complex uh, landscape of picking a good food and picking a good treat. Okay, thanks so much. Now, lastly, since we're going to, right after the holidays, get very health conscious, it always happens in January, we want to pass that on to our pets, because why not? They're part of the family. What are some good tips for supplements and maybe that we could help our pets with as far as for vitality and weight management and digestion? You know, unless there is some stronger issue going on, I would recommend, you know, really starting by picking a good food. And if you think your pet is overweight, and there's a good chance that your pet is overweight, in fact, over 50% of dogs and cats in this country are, and it's not going to get any better during the holidays if we're slipping them, you know, trimmings under the table. So I would recommend a good weight management formula. And there's been a lot of innovation in this area recently. It used to be that a weight management formula would simply be reduced calories. So just like the human world, we eat less, we lose weight. But sometimes it leaves us feeling hungry. With some of these newer formulas, they can still eat the full meal, but it actually increases the metabolism of the dog or cat, thus losing the weight through more metabolism as opposed to calorie restriction. Okay, great. We're almost out of time. But how do we tell our dog is overweight? Our cat's overweight. What's a good rule of thumb? You know, I would say the rule of thumb, at least this is what I do. You know, I have an English bulldog, so they're thick. It's a thick breed. I look at right around the midsection and the rib cage, and I'll feel around there with my hands, and I should be able to somewhat see and feel that rib cage. If I can't, if it's pudgy and I'm pushing on it, it probably means the pet is overweight. Okay, and lastly, John, is there anything that I didn't ask that you wanted to mention? The only other thing I would like to mention is that we've got a pretty cool donation campaign going on right now. We've partnered with one of our pet food brands, Merrick, and what we're trying to do is we're trying to raise a million dollars to donate to local shelters. And the way we're doing that is, you know, if you come into our stores during this month, we have a buy a meal, give a meal program with Merrick uh, wet dog food. So if you buy a can of Merrick, we're going to, in partnership with them, donate a can to a local shelter and hopefully raise up to a million dollars in food for these shelters. What a great cause. What a great idea. Now, the name of that is? It's Merrick, M-E-R-R-I-C-K. And what we're calling the program is simply buy a meal, give a meal. Great. Thank you so much, John, for all these wonderful tips for our pets, for holiday tips. We so appreciate it. Thank you. You're absolutely welcome. Happy holidays. Oh, what a great show. I'm so excited to have been able to speak with John Sturm, the VP of Nutrition for Petco. What great information. And I'd like to thank the whole crew, Dennis, Nikki, and Mr. Z, for trying some great products from Petco. They loved it. And what a great idea for giving back to other pets. So take advantage of this. Go to Petco you know, get some of the Merrick food and you'll be doing good for dogs and shelters, cats and shelters. I'd like to thank Mark Winter, my producer, for making me and my guests sound great and the test crew, Nikki, Mr. Z, and Dennis for trying out the delicious food and treats from Petco. Keep listening for great shows on anything and everything product related for your pets. Also, check out the Pet Life Radio site, PetLifeRadio.com. We have so many products, so many ideas, so many recommendations for everything pet related. Thanks for listening. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.